Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And a wonderful day to you. This is Brad Zockel. You're listening to the Questions About Heaven podcast, the podcast dedicated to finding everything in the Bible we can possibly find about heaven, about what the believer can look forward to, about the promise of God, about Jesus welcoming us into our eternity of safety and security and love and laughter, God the Father's home. Thank you so much. I do appreciate uh, just the ministry we've been able to share together, you and I, on this podcast. And I also am very, very excited in just a handful of weeks here. I'll be back on the road on the weekends going around and speaking. And if you're in one of the areas, boy, I really would love to be able to see you on February 11th in the morning time. I will be in Salisbury, Maryland at Calvary Baptist Tabernacle for the morning services. And then in the evening, I'll be over in Bridgeville, Delaware, a community Bible event sponsored by Miss Danae and her husband, the owners of the Sugar Shack Bakery over on Seashore Highway in Bridgeville, Delaware. Come on over. You know that there's no cost there. As a matter of fact, uh, they have some wonderful baked goods over there, and uh, we're going to get some coffee and have a good time, including a Q&A on heaven that uh, I'll be able to stay as long as you want whenever we have that time on the February 11th date. The next week, I will be in Texas, in Lone Star State, in Dayton, Texas, for my second time appearing at South Dayton Baptist Church with Pastor Mike Milligan. I had a wonderful time at this, just a, a very enjoyable cowboy church. Oh, it was just so much fun. I'll be there once again all day, the morning and the evening services. And once again, you can write down your questions or you can ask them from within the congregation, questions about heaven in the second part of my time there. The following week after that, to round out February, it will be a two-day conference. February 24th and 25th, I will be in Fayetteville, Georgia, at Lisbon Baptist Church. This is Pastor Brian Parrish. Saturday night, uh, that's going to start around 5.30, and Sunday, all day, the morning and the evening services is what I mean. There's no cost. Uh, there's no registration, anything like that. Fayetteville, Georgia, to my Georgia friends and those in the vicinity, if you'd like to come and visit, I would absolutely love to be able to see you. Now, tucked in there, on February 21st, I will be speaking in, uh, this will be over in Pickens, South Carolina, on a Wednesday night service sharing the Bible truths, God's Word about heaven. And that's going to be in the evening service, which will start about 6.30. And that will be at Holly Springs Baptist Church. Pastor Jim welcomes everybody to come over and join us in the evening time. That's Holly Springs Baptist Church in Pickens, South Carolina, just near Highway 11. So thank you so much. I want to share right now, as we get going here, just some truths about the rewards are we you know when we when we get into heaven do we have rewards or or should we keep our mouth shut and say look it's just good enough to be inside the the gates of heaven as a matter of fact really what can we look forward to you know we've talked about revelation we've talked about seeing the lord here in his wonderful miraculous ways on earth 
And then, you know, some pastors will talk about the Christian life and the Christian walk, which are wonderful messages. But does this carry over into heaven? What is heaven? Just a celestial resting place? Sort of a quiet library type existence? I found this interesting, and this elicited a lot of comments from our uh, Christian uh, viewership and uh, listenership uh, sometime back whenever I had posted this on social media. Joel Stein is a self-proclaimed educator uh, and a writer. Uh, in one time, he had written an article for the Los Angeles Times, and this particular writing by Mr. Stein was considered to be very, very in-depth, and uh, so much so, Starbucks loved it and actually printed it on their cups on there, so people could read this. I want you to listen to this, and listen to this one who purports to be an educated person in talking about the Christian faith in the doctrine of heaven. I'm going to read the quote here. Heaven is totally overrated. It seems boring. Clouds, listening to people play the harp. It should be somewhere you can't wait to go, like a luxury hotel. Maybe blue skies and soft music were enough to keep people in line in the 17th century, but heaven is going to have to step it up a bit. They're basically getting by because they only have to be better than hell. Now, my friends, this was considered to be deep intellectual talk. This shows a complete lack of any biblical reading whatsoever. But Starbucks liked this so much, they actually printed it on their cups. And I will tell you this, and I said this in one of my classes, my live stream, that's about where this would go. Because of the Bible illiteracy, and I show all respect to this writer, but this is an embarrassing lack of education on this, and that's where it, it belongs, on a piece of disposable cardboard on here. I, I take a look at Mr. Stein's comments in his presumption about heaven without any study at all to going back to 1868 when the Russians said there's really nothing here in this vast wilderness, which we would know as Alaska. So we're going to go ahead and sell it to the United States. $7.2 million. That sounded like a lot. Comes out to about two cents an acre. 600,000 square miles of this. As a matter of fact, at the time, even within the United States, when it was purchased by the, uh, the, the head of all of this, the Secretary of State, William Seward, it was known, as you might know in your high school or your elementary school history, Seward's Folly, Seward's Icebox. But then what happened in 1896, the great Klondike gold strike, they found gold. And did they ever find gold? And the fact was, there was a presupposition that nothing could be in there. And I was going through some statistics. In 2018 alone, there was mined $888 million worth of gold from Alaska just in one year. So the lack of education did not bring about any treasure. And for Mr. Stein and others who say, well, this is my supposition. Did you notice he says, it seems boring. Well, whatever it seems, we can get the biblical truth. And along with the, the wonders, the as we said, Luke chapter 16, those heading to heaven will be comforted. It's said by Jesus in Matthew chapter 25. This is a place of joy. Luke 6, 21, there will be laughter. Revelation 21 and verse 3, God will be alongside us. And who is he? Isaiah 51 and verse 12, I am he who comforts you. Isaiah 55, 11, happiness 
will endure forever. Revelation 21.5, there all things are new. Now, along with that, and uh, the main teaching of this podcast today is, we're also being given, even above, as 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, going beyond our imagination, the things that God has prepared for those who love him, we also see that we're getting rewards. Well, we hear people saying that. Does the Bible actually say that? Is the faithful Christian in what many times Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3 say, the overcomer, the one who is not just mouthing, yap, yap, that I'm a Christian, but someone who truly, as the book of James says, is actually serving the Lord, following the Lord, as Jesus says in John chapter 10, verses 27 through 30. My sheep are my voice, and I know them because they follow me. For those that are doing that, is there a reward? Well, sure. You know, you take a look in the Bible, and you find out that eternal rewards have been talked about throughout the Scriptures in, uh, in looking forward to the time that will come. You know, I'm thinking of, uh, what, let us start here. In Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 16, Refrain your voice from weeping, your eyes from tears, for your work shall be rewarded, says Yahweh. Psalm 58 and verse 11, Surely there is a reward for the righteous. Surely he is God who judges in the earth. I think of Mark chapter 9, verse 41. For whoever gives a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, assuredly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. Colossians chapter 2, verse 18. As a matter of fact, I, I love this. I was reading Colossians today uh, in my devotions, and I, and I love seeing this. It says, let no one cheat you out of your reward. Think about it. Ruth, back in Ruth. Uh, I love that book, really do. The Lord repay your work, and a full reward will be given to you by Yahweh, God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for rest, refuge. Second Chronicles chapter 15 and verse 7. But you be strong and do not let your hands be weak. Your work shall be rewarded. Are you getting the idea that there's going to be a reward? You know, many times we've talked about the Second Corinthians chapter 5, the reward seat. Uh, the, the, the Bema seat is really what it is. Some of the translations concern people because it says the judgment seat of Christ, and they say, oh no, is this on whether we're going to heaven or hell? No, no, no. This is exclusively the Bema seat is using the sports term, the elevated seat of reward giving. And we saw that on the value of your service to the Lord, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 would talk about the motive. Remember, we've we studied that ever since we were little, didn't we, Christian? You know, the wood, hay, and stubble, gold, silver, precious stones. The value. Why did you do what you did? Were you just there uh, to serve so people could see you? Were you working for the Lord that you might make a name for yourself and receive accolades here on earth? Well, that's not of great value. But in anonymity or in sincerity to serve the Lord, well, that's gold, silver, precious stones here too. And we're reminded, you know, as we close out the entire scripture, Revelation 22 and verse 12, Behold, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. You keep saying, I remind you, God, Hebrews 6, chapter 6, verse 10, God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love in which you have shown toward his name and that you have ministered to the saints and you continue to minister. I love that passage. It's so 
much enjoy the fact that we say this. Where does the praise go back to? Oh, it's God the judge, the, the just judge, who has seen uh, this person in poverty still giving sacrificially, or the one who cannot give of money gives of time to help a neighbor, or the poor and destitute like we see in Luke chapter 14, verse 13, helping out the needy, James chapter 1 and verse 26 and 27, showing the truth faith by looking out after the widows and the orphans, or going out, as it says in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, telling the truth of the gospel to all those and reaching those in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mark chapter 10, listen to this. As we are serving, we're investing in heaven, you know, the treasures in heaven. Uh, Mark chapter 10, verses 29 and 30. Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the ages to come eternal life. This is not saying abandon your family. It's saying putting the Lord as you are in responsibility, putting the Lord first, willing to serve the Lord. It's not the pursuit of money, which will go away as you leave this life, but you are willing above all things not to be influenced by those that would pull you away from the true gospel, but you're willing to forsake all, pursue the Lord, and all these things will be added unto you as we see in the scriptures, as it tells us this in Matthew chapter 6. When we see uh, heading to being before the Lord, we take a look at the different works that we do, the rewards that are given to us, based on how we have served. In every little thing as we honor the Lord, the Lord is watching here. Think about this. Now, there's a warning in Romans chapter 14. Why do you judge your brother? Why do you show contempt for your brother? We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Now, that is, this is specifically talked uh, about in the reference to Christians. This is not the, uh, the, the seat of condemnation. That is the great white throne judgment found in Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15. But we are talking about the wonderful reward seat, 2 Corinthians 5, verses 9 and 10. Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to the Lord. For we must all be appear before the Bema seat of Christ, the reward seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. And as I told you, in the Greek manuscripts, good of good worth value or of little value. Phaulos is the word there. And Paul is saying this, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 8, serving the Lord and really serving the Lord, giving him the glory, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he'll receive the same from the Lord, whether he's a slave or free. In other words, no matter what your condition in life, as you have served the Lord, you will be rewarded by the Lord. Amazing, amazing tr truth as we look at this. And this is the embrace of God and the home of Yahweh are going to be a wonderful thing beyond our thinking and our imagination, as we talked about in Second Corinthians chapter uh, 2, verse 9, and as we look in First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9, beyond our imagination, but within there, and the Lord says, come on over here. I have something for you. I just remember this when I came home from college, being back at the house and 
All of us college kids, we gathered together and got there after that long, long trip, half a day trip, driving back to the house. And we got there, and mom says, come on over here, sit down. I've got something from the kitchen for you. And then during that time, then she slid over a little gift for us that maybe was there, or my other siblings that were not there, brought over some things, and it was just above and beyond. Just being home and, and, and encased in that love was enough. But having these rewards, and that's what the Lord says. Come on over here. We're finally in safety. There's no curse, Revelation 22, 3. And the Lord says, I have something for you. You're never going to have to hunger or thirst, as it is promised in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5 through 7. But we're going to celebrate Isaiah chapter 25 and verse 6. I have a menu for you, says the Lord. I'm going to feed you. What, Lord? This is good enough just being here. Jesus says, Luke chapter 12, you sit down. I'm going to serve you. And this is just the beginning of the wonderful rewards of being there. Oh, there's so much more I can say. And I do sincerely want to share some things with you. But this is some encouragement. Somebody says, what is happening? You know, I have a, a, a Christian grandmother, a faithful, uh, God-fearing, uh, Jesus-saved father, mother, sibling, child, who went on to be with the Lord. And they were so gifted in serving the Lord, so sincere. I just talked with a gentleman the other day from New Jersey who had a loving wife who was taken from him in a brain aneurysm. And he said, oh, she served, she at any time would open up our house to bring in those that had need or a meal or anything like that. Well, I can tell you, my friend, there is a reward for them. There are rewards being lined up for them of what size and what, uh, what, what worth I, can, I, I can't even begin to tell you because I don't have the mind of God in that. I'm not a prophet or the son of a prophet. But the fact is, if God the Father, the creator and sustainer of this universe, says the believer is going to have a reward, well, it's going to be something good. If Jesus himself says, I want to remind you, as I come back, I'm bringing my reward with me, well, then we have a promise there that we can rely on. And so this is just the beginning of the promises of the Lord that we're going to share. The reward-giving God, Gemula, we talked about this before, one of the names of the Lord, the Lord who recompenses, he indeed is going to reward you, faithful Christian. So let's serve. Let's not worry about whether people see it or not. The Bible says in Luke chapter 14, verse 14, that it, they, there are people you're going to help who can never repay you, recompense you. Uh, you. You would receive nothing. But in the resurrection of the righteous, the one who's watching, the Lord himself, you will be rewarded. Take heart, friends. Find comfort in this. I just absolutely love these passages. God bless you, and Lord willing, we'll talk soon. In order for the Heaven Tour to continue fulfilling our mission, we humbly ask for your support. Your generosity allows us to continue to proclaim and explain the biblical truth of heaven and to mentor many. All eligible donations are tax-deductible, so please prayerfully consider an end-of-year gift. You can send your gift to the Heaven Tour, P.O. Box 795 Pickens, South Carolina 29671. Thank you and have a blessed Thanksgiving.